Last night, I said to my uh, 15-year-old daughter that I was going to be speaking about the wise men today and uh, showed I maybe have not done my best job at biblical um, and liturgical um, education because she said to me, didn't that happen on Christmas? <laughs> and I said, well, no, actually, you know, the story says that they were, the wise men came to a house and it seems like maybe it happened a year or two after Jesus was born, that this is a later event. She goes, well, what about that star that was like above the manger? I said, well, we just kind of condense it all together so we can do it all on a Christmas, you know, pageant and put them all up here on Christmas Eve. And, um, but anyways, here we are at the story of the wise men, and which has also taken its own uh, tale with us over time that there were three wise men when in fact we don't know how many wise men came, how many kings from a distant place. We just know that they brought three, or at least that they were, uh, it says that they brought three gifts, that they brought very valuable gifts fit for a king, gold and frankincense and myrrh. But as I read this story and think about it, I think they brought much more than those three gifts. They brought three gifts that, that we can consider bringing into our lives and into our new year. The first gift that they brought was attention. They were watching carefully, watching the stars, noticing the tiny little changes so that they knew when it was time to take a journey to figure out what had changed. They were thoughtful. They were pondering, and they brought this gift of their attention. And as we begin this year, I know for many of us, this is a, something we're holding this year, wondering how can we pay more attention this year, not be so lost in the, the calendars, to be so lost in what we have to do, to be so lost in our daily tasks that we miss that attentiveness to what's happening. The second thing they brought was a willingness to journey. Step by step, some people think they had come from Asia, from making a journey that took many months to, this, to see this revelation that had come with this star. I love the sign that's up in my daughter's chemistry teacher's um, classroom. It says, the elevator is broken, please take the stairs. The elevator to success is broken, please take the stairs. And uh, I have thought about that many times as I've watched her studying and also think about that in my own life is that we want to have what we want right now, and it's sometimes hard to take that step-by-step -step journey, and yet so much of what we want to be and who we want to be, the wisdom that we want to embody in our lives, the maturity, the love, the patience, the forgiveness, all of these things are step-by-step -step journeys. Thirdly, what the wise men brought is authenticity. They walked into Jerusalem and, and they said, this is what we're looking for. This, are the, this is what we know. This is the information we don't have. Could you help us find that? They wanted to share. They wanted to learn with others. 
They were learned and wise men, and yet in that, because, and maybe because of that, there was an innocence to who they were. They didn't need to know everything. They had an authenticity of saying, this is, this is what I know. Please come join me in my quest. Fourth, they had with, along with that, a large sense of humility. They were following a wisdom that was beyond their own. They didn't understand what that star was about. They didn't understand how things were, were maneuvering in the great cosmos. And that humility of not understanding it is what led them into deeper understanding. I think that's um, a mark of maturity for all of us, that the more that we know, the more we realize we don't know. Fifth, they brought joy. It says they were overwhelmed with joy. Joy is something that became really important to me this uh, past Advent and Christmas season as um, I recognized that, began to recognize that joy is something so deep, that it is something that comes at the end of a long journey. The joy is something that comes when you're going through a really difficult time and you have that moment of realizing how maybe you've grown or a connection you've been able to make in a new way. And so they, when they found the baby, they were overwhelmed with joy. Joy requires us to let go once again of, of having everything all together, of being in control, and to confront the goodness and the gratitude that is waiting for us in each moment. And then lastly, as they were sleeping, they listened to the whispers in the dark. They listened to that voice that told them to go back a different way. They started with attention and they ended with attention. With this sense of, of really listening to to what was happening within them, to listening to the way God was speaking to them, even through their dreams. We often think that the gifts we bring should be gold and frankincense and myrrh, the things that are appropriate, although some have suggested that if the wise men were women, they would have brought diapers and a pot of soup instead. <laughs> And yet, we, we want to show the world and we want to be our, our best and most perfect selves. And we think that what we have to give comes out of those places where we have it all figured out and we, where we are together. And yet, in this journey of the wise men, we see that often it is the places where we don't know everything. It's the places where we are just taking step by step by step, not knowing where we're going. Out of those places, we have, God gives us what we need to give to the world. In this story and in the trajectory of Jesus' life, we, we see that it is the imperfect gifts that are most valuable. I love that line from Leonard Cohen's song, Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Brenda read that beautiful passage from Isaiah 
this sense of the nations coming to your light. And it's not a light that, that comes because everything is shiny and new. It's a light that is shining through the cracks of our humanity. Brene Brown has been doing research on this, social science research, for the last maybe 10, 15 years. And she says, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. What she's found is that it's vulnerability that actually allows people to live and offer meaningful lives and meaningful work. And here is the invitation again from the wise men. Nations will come to your light. I'd like to read you this blessing by Jan Richardson, an epiphany blessing. And I invite you to just take a moment to um, maybe close your eyes if you'd like and put your feet on the floor, whatever helps you um, be in a more receptive um, space. Open your hands if you'd like. And to take this poem in, and then I'll ask you a few questions to consider at the beginning of this new year. If you could see the journey whole, you might never undertake it. Might never dare the first step that propels you from the place you have known toward the place you know not. Call it one of the mercies of the road that we see it only by stages as it opens before us, as it comes into our keeping step by single step. There is nothing for it but to go, and by our going, take the vows the pilgrim takes. To be faithful to the next step, to rely on more than the map, to heed the signposts of intuition and dream, to follow the star that only you will recognize, to keep an open eye for the wonders that attend the path, to press on beyond distractions, beyond fatigue, beyond what you would tempt you from the way. There are vows that only you will know. The secret promises for your particular path and the new ones you will need to make when the road is revealed by turns you could not have foreseen. Keep them. Break them. Make them again. Each promise becomes part of the path. Each choice creates the road that will take you to the place where at last you will kneel to offer the gift most needed, the gift that only you can give before turning to go home by another way. The secret is not in the beliefs we hold or in the perfection that we embody. The secret is in the practices, in the steps, day by day by day. Take a moment to consider what your steps will be this year. 
What expectations, what hopes, what stars, what intuitions are guiding you? How are you listening to the voice of God? Hold all of these things close and and then release them. Trusting God to guide you through the missteps, through the struggle, through the imperfection, through the ways that you fall down, and also through the unexpected joy and dreams in the night. And Isaiah says, you shall see and be radiant. Amen.